This is Blood and Firewater, a true crime comedy discussion type podcast. We shoot tequila and chase it with a case of murder. Just as a disclaimer, this podcast contains mature content not suitable for all ages. So listener discretion is advised. So welcome to Blood and Firewater, episode 38. Please don't worry, Slenderman Part 2 is coming. I'm just trying to work on the script right now. I want to make it better than the part two of Amityville. And coincidentally, after I was looking into the Amityville case, I stumbled upon this case. And I was like, I have to do this. Because you, my friend, cousin, guy, guy, <laughs> you are about to close on a house, correct? Correct. All right. It must it a very a very joyous occasion. You know, most people are so happy to be finally done and celebrating. However, in this case, the family was not <laughs> as happy, to say the least. So cheers. Cheers. Um, so this episode is a little creepy. Not so paranormal, but it's got a personal connection because Dre is about to close on a house and I thought that this unsolved mystery would be a great addition to our spooky season creepy shit type what we're shooting for for the months of September and October 48 days by the way until Halloween so just keep that in mind because the 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 cases will get more paranormal more spooky more creepy as we move forward into the holiday season for this week's case we are covering the watcher of new jersey now i'm going to say first off when i heard about this case it sounded like the amityville house to be honest with you if you haven't heard our episodes on the amityville fiasco please you know take the privilege to listen to the rest of this episode first and then maybe go back uh, we did a part one and a part two. They were great, in my opinion. But part two is so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> also, Slenderman part two is coming, like I promised. I just wanted to make the script better this time around because as you level up in podcasting, it pushes you to create better work. And no one is a more better critic than myself about my work so be on the lookout for slender man part two on i want to say friday of this week coming up by by friday which is basically a bonus episode so just give me some time to to grind that out so the watcher of new jersey we're in if you didn't know by what me, part what part uh it's nowhere near where we came from. Okay, never mind then. We came from Delray, which is a small township, like stupid close to Pennsylvania. Like, right, right, right. You cross the bridge from Pennsylvania to New Jersey, and you're in Delray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. This case is uh, in Westfield, New Jersey, which is about an hour away from where we're from. What, north? Yeah. It's about 45 minutes away from New York. Okay. I would like to mention in this case that no one gets murdered. No one gets injured in any kind of way. But 
it's just fucking creepy. And as I mentioned earlier, Dre is about to close on a house, and the family involved in this case had just closed on their house when a stalker began to, I guess, stalk the family. And then this this case is fairly recent, as of 2017, actually. Now that I think about it. That's really recent. Yeah, super recent. And our main character in this case is known as The Watcher. That's it. Unsolved mystery. He's still out there. He may be listening to this episode right now. Just so you know. Wonderful. In June of 2014, the Broadus family, Marie and Derek, and their three kids moved into 657 Boulevard. That's it. Name the address. I've never heard of an address like that. Really? I mean, really. They have a bunch of those. Sure. But this is the first time for me. Okay, I can see that. So they purchased the house for nearly $1.4 million. So it's, 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 the house has got a lot of ass on it. Mm-hmm. Six bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, 3,920 square feet. House, house. Like my house is roughly a third <laughs> of the size of this monstrosity. <laughs> And a place with not a lot of room. No. Um, The house was a three-story colonial-style house built in 1905 by a local town historian. Uh, It was just fucking massive. Fireplaces everywhere, high ceilings, columns everywhere, the whole nine. Plus, like, two or three more because it got built on an extra large lot. Like, so they had... They had a lot of room, like, the house had a lot of wiggle room, so they could have extended it out. Oh, yeah. And, you know, did more. Yeah. But in 1913, it was sold to the mayor of Westfield for $1. Now, when the mayor moved out, he sold it to another family for, guess how much? $1. $1. And then that family moved out, and they sold it to another family family for guess how much one dollar one (laughs) dollar so that family they actually tried to turn a profit and they sold it to the broadest family for almost 1.4 million dollars which is sketchy also well it went through a whole bunch of one dollar transactions you know what i mean like why why were they selling the house for a dollar to keep the money in the family but it wasn't fam. It wasn't. It was not. I don't. I don't mean family in the sense of like blood connection. Okay. I mean in the sense of power connection. Oh, maybe that you know that is that is also something to consider. But once I finish this story, you'll you may want to backtrack on that. Fair enough. So Maria was born in in that neighborhood and was thrilled to raise her children in her stomping ground. Basically, I mean. Like, who, who wouldn't, uh, obviously? So, w- one night on June 18th of 2014, as Derek finished up some painting in a room of the house, he went to check the mail because, you know, by that time they were receiving mail. They had already just, like, closed on the house. Everything was, like, you know, on the up and up, but they weren't moved in yet, technically. Okay. Derek was doing... And having a lot of renovations done also at the same time. But before leaving for the night, he checked the mail and an anonymous letter in the in a card size envelope and typed was in the mailbox. The address letter was 
to the new owner. Mm-hmm. The letter read, quote, Dearest new neighbor of 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did 657 call you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched the house in the 1960s. Now it is my time. Do you know the history of this house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. I see already that you have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I've counted. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call them and draw them to me. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I'm in one. Look out any of the many windows in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. Signed, The Witcher. The the Witcher. The Watcher. Just think about The Witcher. Well, yeah. Like, I, I love The Witcher, first off. The Witcher is a great game. It's a beautiful game. I love that game. But sign The Watcher. Now, tell me what you would do as a new homeowner. And let's presume that you have children. Not, not, not necessarily three, but one. Or, I mean, not even at all. Just no kids. But you get a letter in your mailbox that says that. Like, bro, I'm sorry, but like, that, th- those are the nicest, kindest fighting words I've ever heard in my life. Like, you're, you're, you're trying to square it with me in a brand new neighborhood. Like, let's go, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm out here. Like, I haven't scared I, nobody. I, I would, bro, I would sit out in the, in the driveway of that house with no shirt on. Just, just like, waiting. Just waiting. I'm like, bro, where you at? Let's go. Like, but I'm talking about 24-7. Whew. I'm going to be out there 4 o'clock in the morning with a cigarette. Just doing push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> with a cigarette in your mouth. Just, yeah. Working. <laughs> but the letter started off pretty good. Like, dearest neighbor, hello. Welcome to the neighborhood. I'm super creepy. Let's talk about it. Not only am I creepy. My family's creepy. We've all been creepy this entire time. (laughs) Naturally, anyone's first reaction would be to call the authorities. Then, the the Broadus family emailed the previous owners, which was uh, the Woods family, 
and asked if they had ever received anything like this before. And in, in the 23 years that they lived in the house and they said, you know, we never received anything like that except for a couple days before they moved out. The Woodses even went as far as to go down to the police station with the Broadus family to file the police report. The police asked the questions that you would think. Any enemies? Anybody jealous? So on and so forth. And they replied no. The Broadus family took it as a one-off prank. Threw the letter away and continued renovations on 657 Boulevard. Then two weeks later, <laughs> another letter arrived same mo card card size envelope no return address mm-hmm. and you know, and typed i don't know if i mentioned that before but all the letters were typed yeah so the second letter read quote welcome again to your new home on 657 boulevard the workers have been busy and i've been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings the dumpster is a nice touch Have they found what is inside the walls yet? In time, they will. I'm pleased to know your names now and the names of the young blood you have brought to me. You certainly say their names often. Is she the artist in the family? 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood go? Oh shit! Will the young blood play in the basement, or are you too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic, or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me know who is in which bedroom, then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as I move through the house. Okay, as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the Watcher, and I've been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I passed by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Broadus family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard. And now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. Know that I will be watching. Now, Dre, what would you do shit. <laughs> if you received this second letter into your brand new house with your, you know, wife and whatever? Mm-hmm. First off, oh my God, like, I don't know what I would do. To be honest with you. The only thing I just feel about it and, and the whole sense of it all, he doesn't do anything, just watches. Right. It's like it's like a peeping Tom. Yeah, but but for what? But he's planning something. What is he planning? He, he, he put in the letter that he's planning something. I got that, but I mean in in the whole sense of it all, 
his grandfather and his father both watched it and then nothing happened. But like they say they, in the letter it says greed brought the last three families. And as I mentioned before, the last three families bought the house for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So how what 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 was so greedy about that if they sold the house for a dollar? Maybe the fathers and the grandfather previous to them was doing the same creepy shit but it was never reported mm-hmm. and now he's continuing the the cycle the cycle i got that but it just i mean i i can dig it it's a very very huge like violation of my privacy sure but it doesn't seem like they're doing shit because in the sense of like the people who are selling the house for a dollar if somebody were to be killed it would be them I bought the house outright. Yeah, one point four million. You know what I'm you saying? You came all the way out of pocket. Yeah, I, I'm out. I'm ass out. So it's just like I feel like that's a little bit. It's just so on the nose for me. And it's just like, all right, cool. Like, but now at this point, they know he knows your name. He knows your wife's name. Mm-hmm. He knows your kids' names. And he's trying to find out who's going to take which room because he oh. can see everything okay. at this point. Now, I just want to make sure. What? He knows your name and your wife's name probably because of the loan that you signed. Sure. To get the house, which is public record. Right. He doesn't mention people's names. He or she. He or she. Because it's never been identified. You are very correct. He or she never identifies a name. He doesn't say your child blankety blank and the other one blankety blank no there's there's no names disclosed okay he saw three people go in three people go out until that, later that were children mm-hmm. and then you just well, keep well, going. My, th- my name my thing about the name thing mm-hmm. is if you have three young children like how many times have i said brielle kennedy and marley's name today like thirty thousand. I'd imagine that if someone was walking past right my house right now, they would know their names based off the fact that I've yelled it so many times today. Mm-hmm. Not that hard. Okay. Um, I, 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 so imagine if we were outside, you know. In, but this is a two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars house. Imagine if it's one point four million. Oh yeah, no. Like that. Oof. That's a little bit more privacy. Sure, but like. I'd imagine in New Jersey mm-hmm. that in a in a one point four million dollar neighborhood, the houses are still this far apart, give or take. Yeah, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would it one would think that is somebody in close proximity to you. Uh-huh. So let's let's keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm I'm obviously going to bring up later. So. But regardless, now shit's getting real mm-hmm. because like you're you're targeting my children now or in a sense, you know, more information that I gave you ever because you're I don't even know how these letters are getting delivered at this point, because like, again, there's no return address on it. Um, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure if they were postmarked, but like. I do remember hearing something about like they went through the USPS system was postmarked mm-hmm. and like but the the mail center where it came through was like super far away. Mm-hmm. So it was like 
yeah, like, yeah, we received the letter, but, like, fuck. It, it came from so far away that we can't determine the where it came from kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But still, we're, st- we're still talking about a family that's being watched for real. He or she knows names, habits, what's in the walls. I'm sorry, did we, did I, did I bring that up? Like You did. Yeah. My man said, have they found what's in the fucking walls? Like, bro, like, what the fuck is in the walls? Uh, obviously, they had the walls inspected. They didn't find anything in the walls that they know of. Oh, come on. I'm sorry, but, like, I'm not making this up. The watcher put it in the letter. So, there's something in the walls, but, like, they didn't find anything in the walls. Now, you're, with your real estate background, you you are aware that... I, I believe we mentioned it in another episode. You Like, we were talking about in the Amityville case how um, something can die. Mm-hmm. In the walls of your house, and that brings all the flies and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. It's an old house, 1907 or 1900s. It was built, mm-hmm. so sure, something may or may not have died. Mm-hmm. Fine, but like for for someone to know that information, it has a personal relationship with the house. But they didn't find anything that they know of. What it's else? a big 3,920 square feet. That's a lot of house. So how much did they check? Fuck if I I wasn't there. I got that. But what I'm saying is that like if you, who the fuck would have 3,900 square feet of home, get a very anonymous letter that is very creepy and disturbing and not check the entire house. So the family called the police back. And they also called their own private investigators into the case to investigate, obviously. They also set up webcams, used the webcams to assist in the investigation. At this point, like, the family's still not moved into the house. They haven't moved in yet. Like, they're still, like, they closed on it, but, like, they're, they still have their other house going on mm-hmm. that they're moving out of and trying to sell. So they're paying the mortgage for that one. And then they're paying a mortgage for this new one point, almost $1.4 million house that they've just moved into. Basically going broke at this point. Mm-hmm. They stopped bringing the kids around the house, but renovations still continued. Although the family stayed, you know, they didn't stay at the house that they were trying to sell, obviously. So they stayed at Maria's family's house in that same neighborhood. And Derek would stay at 657 Boulevard with all the lights off in the house, just with binoculars, just like looking for whoever's looking at that house. So technically, he is also the watcher watching the watcher of the house, Mm -hmm. which is Inception. Suspicions landed on the house next door. It belonged to the a family called the Lang the Langfords. It belonged to a ninety year old woman and her sixty ish year old children that still stayed at home with her. They lived in the neighborhood for a very long time. They were somewhat predominant in the neighborhood. Um, they had a lot of history, but like one of the children in the house, I forgot his name, something something Langford was uh, a diagnosed schizophrenic. And if you read these letters, 
Like, it sounds like somebody who, first off, was older. You know, just based off the language used in the letter. But also, crazy. And schizophrenics are... We talked about this in the Slender Man. But see, but I don't know. That's a little bit different. Because a schizophrenic sees things. Okay, they'll, they'll see, you know, they'll have hallucinations that are not brought on by anything but their own psychosis. Right. So it's just like, it's different but saying a, a schizophrenic is crazy and a person who's really fucking crazy. No, I, I, no, I totally agree with that. Like, schizophrenics, the one thing they don't want is a, a relationship with anybody outside of their head. Because they got enough going on up there. Right. So, like, for them to go as far as to write a letter, basically, I don't know, like, just saying this this type of crazy shit? Yeah. I don't, like, I don't, it doesn't fall into, in my opinion, their MO. Like, schizophrenics, they got their own shit going on. Oh, yeah, they got a whole lot of they got an agenda. Yeah, like, they, they they don't have time to do all this, especially all that writing and shit. The Langford family was cleared of, you know, a lot of uh, proof. There was, like, DNA ran on the letters. There was fingerprint analysis. There was, you know, investigations, uh, interrogations. A majority, uh, not a majority, but the Langford family was cleared. So, they the investigation moved on past that family. Mm-hmm. So weeks go by, the re- the Renault gets wrapped up, but the family remains skeptical of their new neighbors being the culprits of writing these creepy-ass letters. Then a third letter arrives. <laughs> Quote as fuck. 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend and now it is my enemy. I'm in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and leave it alone. So, Dre, what would you do when this third letter shows up? I'm song that bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of there. Obviously, the Watcher has come to the realization that the family is keeping their children away from the house because, according to the second letter, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Obviously, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Three letters on top of the fact that they don't know where they're coming from. The family's already broke from paying two mortgages. It's just time to move. You're right. Like I, it's, we gotta go. So I want to go back to letter number two, where they were talking about, is she the artist in the family? So there was one of the three kids was was a, a girl, and she painted. 
on the front porch of the house and the watcher specifically was like is she the artist of the house you mean so like not only are your children being watched but specifically your child daughter like not an adult child daughter front porch million dollar neighborhood it's time to go right oh it's time to go it's time to go so shit's getting super real i'm i'm i can't i wouldn't i wouldn't i shouldn't i shan't okay it's time to go go the recent events with all of this began to wear on their the marriage of the family as well like could you would you not say what would your wife do like because i i asked you what would what would your wife suggest you do about these letters that are coming in the mail? I mean, everything that I could. Everything that you could. Everything that I could, up to the point of where it so seems you, like you you got you've called the police. Mm-hmm. You hired a pr- private investigators. Everything's happened. They can't identify anybody. No. Um, it's just gonna be like, hey, we're gonna have to get up out of here, and <laughs> I would not contest to that. You leave the house and you sell the house, right? Correct. The recent events of all of this began to wear on the marriage, and they decided that six months after purchasing the home, they sell it. But with all of the investigations, all of the rumors that slowly began to envelop the town of Westfield, it was becoming really, really, really hard to sell this house. But they got creative. So at an open house, they made everyone sign in as to compare the handwriting to the letters that were signed by the watcher. No matches. In 2015, the Broaddus family sued the Woods family, the previous owners, for not disclosing this peeping Tom to them prior to closing, trying to recoup some of their losses in a quiet manner. However, a reporter picked up the story and made it national news. So the neighborhood basically hated this family at this point. And they hated Wait, them. which family? The Woods family? The or? Woods family. Like the Broaddus family sued the Wo- the Woods family mm-hmm. because they didn't tell them about this creep. But, you know, like because the Woods family said that they got a letter right before they moved out about, you know, them selling the house. But they didn't tell the Broaddus family about it. Mm-hmm. Until after. So they they basically sued, they lost. But like they sued and you know, we I think we talked about this in the Amityville episode, where it's not something that you have to disclose about a house mm-hmm. that you're trying to sell, whether, you know, it's haunted or there's paranormal stupid shit going on, or there's a peeping tom. There are I mean shit, like in my neighborhood alone, like, I don't know if you have one of those uh, apps on your phone that show you all the pedophiles that live in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But you should you should probably check that out. Oh, There's yeah. six in my neighborhood. Um, fuck them, for sure. But the neighborhood began to think that the Broaddus family was setting all of this up. You know what I mean? Just like in the Amityville thing. This is why, like, I feel like this is... This was like a 2014 Amityville house. But they were trying to basically get a movie or a book deal out of it. 
because they were suffering from buyer's remorse for buying too much house. 1.4, almost $1.4 million. The family was in fact contacted for books and movies, but they turned all of the offers down. They were like, no, we don't want to bring any more attention to this. We're fully disclosing the fact that there's a creep out here in this neighborhood as we're trying to sell the house. So like also making it further harder to sell the house. It's just like, hey, you, is this a nice house? They're like, yeah, there's some creep out here writing letters, by the way. And they're like, oh, this is not, not a nice house. <laughs> That's not really nice to me, man. So, but the Broadus family was able to rent the house out. But that was before they actually threatened to tear the house down um, and separate the lots to get their money back. But the planning board rejected their plans by three feet, I think it was. Like, the the planning board was like, no, you can't separate it into two lots because there's a three-foot difference in the lots. So... They wouldn't be... It wouldn't be equal. And I'm like, three feet... Can't you just split that a foot and a half? Three feet. That's what they said. The three feet thing fucked them on trying to to bulldoze the house. So they rented it out. But the renters soon after moving in received a fourth letter. Addressed to specifically Derek and Maria. The broadest family. Mm -hmm. That letter read, quote... Violent winds and bitter cold to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. <laughs> God damn. You wonder who the watcher is. Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me. One of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and you are too scared to tell anyone. Good move. I walked by the news trucks when they took over my neighborhood and mocked me. So my man has seen, like, he's walking and has talked to these people. I'm going to get to my theories, I promise you, because, like, I, I've definitely formed my own fucking theories. Okay, this is part, it's kind of confusing. I watched as you watched from the dark house in an attempt to find me. Remember, I told you homeboy was sitting in the house, no lights on. What would not and he still saw him, but never saw the guy that saw him. So there's that. Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. Fuck, bro. 657 Boulevard survived your attempt assault, attempted assault, and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders all hail the watcher so the watch he also kind of alluded of getting some type of revenge so he said maybe a car accident maybe a fire maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day after day maybe the mysterious death of a pet loved ones suddenly die Planes and cars, bicycles crash, bones break, and that was the end of the letter. After that, after the fourth letter, there were no more letters. So, possible theories. 
<laughs> about this. Uh, I would love to hear this. Was a female neighbor from the block who said, quote, it'll be nice to have some young blood in the neighborhood during a tour of their renovations. Another young male in the neighborhood, according to his girlfriend, played dark video games as a character called The Watcher. His girlfriend had seen had seen him stop in front of 657 Boulevard at 11 p.m. one night, and the boyfriend twice agreed to come in for an interview, but failed to show. Another neighbor, another backyard neighbor who was seen sitting in a lawn chair facing the broadest house, just watching. An unknown potential buyer who uh, was outbid, so, like, there was a, a whole nother thing about, like, someone being, like, super jealous because, like, there were bidding wars for this house or whatever. And I think the the family the family that was outbid by the broadest family was outbid by like three hundred thousand dollars. Mm. Which is like three hundred thousand dollars Like if I I get mad when I lose an auction on eBay for like a dollar mm-hmm. or like two dollars. Mm-hmm. But like to be outbid by three hundred thousand dollars is just like, you know, I didn't really want that house anyway, kind of shit. If I see somebody outbid me for that much, I'm be like, that idiot really played, played. Like, that idiot really paid that much for that house. You know what I mean? There were also two child sex offenders who lived in the neighborhood, and then the Broadduses themselves. So, like I said, there's it's like a whole Amityville. My theory is, it was. I, I think it was kids. To be honest with you. Like it was, it was like a really dark kid in that neighborhood that played with the kids that lived in the house. That's how they know the kids' names. That's how they know the parents' names. That's how they know the layout of the house. What better, what better disguise than a kid? Mm-hmm. But that's just my my own theory. And then I had another one where it was like you know. That that very friendly neighbor that you have that is extremely friendly. Like the day you the day you moved in, he showed up with a pie, or she showed up with a pie, or something like that. And um, I believe the 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 next door neighbor, the lady next door neighbor theory. I think she was a a realtor, mm-hmm. and maybe she lost money not being able to sell the house. Or maybe she tried to sell the house, mm-hmm. but like she was like representing the family that got outbid by like three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So she lost hella money for that, and she was just like trying to get revenge. So like a bitterness, right? Okay. But regardless, the house uh, was put back on the market in June of two thousand sixteen, and the Broadus family was able to resell the home in August of two thousand nineteen. So yeah, they held on to it for three years, for nine hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Remember, so, they paid almost one point four million, and then did renovations on it. Yeah, and only sold it for ne- almost a million bucks, a four hundred thousand dollar loss. I don't even know. I I I, I don't even. I've never seen a four. I, mm. I can only imagine. Like, look, if I lose four hundred. I'm upset. $400,000. Listen, I'm upset for the year. <laughs> $400,000. I'm upset at everybody. 
the my wife. Yeah. The kids. Fuck them. Fuck those kids. The, at this the point. dog. I'll yeah. buy a new dog just to be upset with him. <laughs> yeah. Name him upset. <laughs> so the watcher won. Kinda sorta. Okay. I mean, there there hasn't been any any new reports of like this creepy person mm-hmm. writing letters to this house on six fifty seven Boulevard. So, again, congratulations on your new house. I hope no one, you know, says to write any. I don't have a one point four million. I don't have one hundred thousand. I don't have a hundred dollars at this point <laughs> from getting this house that so I could. I could try to outbid somebody, so I feel like I'm in the clear right now. You may be, or you may not. Well, I guess we'll find out. Just if I tell you this motherfucker, right? You gonna you gonna come over? Hmm. If I tell you this dude's, I'm like, hey man, I'm getting these letters. What are you gonna? Are you gonna? What help am me I out? gonna do? Yeah, you gonna help me out? What am I supposed to do? Like, I got, I got, a, I got my own house over here. That I'm, <laughs> I'm barely hanging. I need on you to, to, I need you to be lookout with me. Lookout, like a stakeout. I, I, no, I can't no, wait no, to no, go no. on a, like an actual stakeout. A stakeout is like the person who's sitting outside looking in. We're already inside. We're looking out. So stake in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Will there be steak? I mean, I can make some. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, there's a kitchen in there, so I mean, why? yeah. I, I, I would assume we could make. Bro, steaks. like I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I would do if like someone is writing these like creepy ass letters, putting them in my mailbox, or somehow they just end up in my fucking mailbox. And then I go outside and I open the letter. It's like, hey, I'm a creepy guy watching your house. I know your kids' names. And I also know I'm I'm not right in the head. Like, dude, I'm sitting out front of my house with a gun. And this is going to be a big one. And it makes a lot of noise. The biggest one. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the bullshit. You wrote all these letters. You put them in my mailbox. Like, bro. Fight Tom. Like, I've never met a more <laughs> passive-aggressive person than to put letters in my mailbox. Like, bro, if you want to fight, let's fight. Fuck all, the, <laughs> fuck all the bullshit. Like, let's bang it out real quick. But, like, don't... What you're not going to do is threaten my three children. All right, so I'm looking at, like... The home when it was last. It looks like the Amityville house, just like a different kind of layout. To be honest with you, it looks almost like the windows out front kind of look like the sides of the Amityville house. Mm-hmm. So I, in my opinion, I that, that and that's my last theory. The family bought the house. They bought they they were unaware that that house had so much ass on it. And they were like trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So they cooked up this crackpot story of like this this person sending anonymous letters. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like they, they tried to sell the story basically like the Lutz family did. But they didn't do it. Or they didn't do a good job of it. They tried to hold out for like a higher bidder. They canceled books. They canceled movies. They canceled like a Lifetime movie or something like that. And um, they were just basically holding out for the highest bidder. And it turned out like a bust. That's 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 what I believe. I'm sorry. But like the, the story is bullshit. But it was a great story though. Yeah. Um, And I hope I scared the shit out of you for at least a little bit of it. 
Because that first letter kind of throws you. It's like, hey, welcome no, to the No, the second letter was what really got me. Yeah. Yeah. Second letter. The first letter is what threw me. It's like, hey, welcome to the neighborhood. I'm watching you. I'm like, all right, cool. Neighborhood watch. But then they're like, gotta, hey. No, and then they get in specifically. Like, hey, I've been watching you and, and the three kids. And she's the artist in the family. I'm like, okay, red flag. Let's go ahead and backtrack on what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, how do we get out of this situation? Uh, but uh, ultimately, the house was sold for. Now, it says 2000. You said it was sold in 2017? 19. No, I'm saying before. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was 2017 when it was sold. Right. So in 2017, all of that transpired. 2019, it sold it for a loss of 400000 which would be a right around what the family who was bidding against them would have bought the house for. Right. And then just the letters so, just stopped. Yeah, let's, let's call that a coincidence. Really? All right, so you, you want to say, as a theory, you want to introduce the family that lost the bidding. Absolutely. Okay. I, I can see that. Because all of that stuff that he was saying could be found out through a private investigator. Right. So you're so, saying like now there's like just 17 in- private investigators just like riding through this neighborhood. No, I think it's just one. Okay. Right. Now, generally speaking, private investigators. Working both sides. Yeah. Because I'm just- what a private investigator is able to do is withhold which client he's working for yeah so let's double say agent. you're yeah double agent so let's say you're the private investigator for the family that lost the bidding mm-hmm. and also the one of the very few probably private investigators in that town but then that family hires you but you're already double agenting yeah just double triple Bro, like oh my god we it's can, all we fucked can spend up. This but, all day, but why not just think? I mean, that's a double payday. Either way, um, the the mystery is still unsolved. Um, there has been no conclusion. The house is sold, and we can move on with our lives now because this isn't our house, and we will probably in this lifetime never own a one point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't see anybody coming after me like that for like my house. I'm like, all right, bro. I don't. I, I just got off of work. I don't have time for this. That's a All little. Right, much. I will set the letter on fire and then I will walk back in the house. Like, in the bro, front yard. Yeah, in the front yard. Obviously, it couldn't have been a situation for me to be in because I'm. I'm gonna be waiting for you to just like pop up, bro. Like I, I would literally go and get like all of the uppers I could possibly do, and I'm just gonna be sitting around just ODing. Od and just shaking. <laughs> in in the house it's like i can't wait for this motherfucking show mm-hmm. so thank you all for listening to this episode um it was it was just it was a very sporadic case that i wanted to tell dre as he's gonna close on a house very soon hopefully no letters arrive uh, arrive in your mailbox from anonymous people watching you move into your house the government i said anonymous pretty anonymous no they're the government you pretty that's pretty anonymous no like who robbed you black people that was um your host rashad or i am your host rashad over there still dre 
Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Blood and Fire Water Podcast, Twitter at BFW Pod Squad. And if you have a creepy, crawly, paranormal, supernatural story that you would like to hear, please shoot that email to bloodandfirewater at gmail.com. We're out. Thank you.